Hi everybody, so this is going to be my uh, eighth attempt to record this podcast. I decided to re-record what I put out there for two reasons. One, I said something absolutely ridiculous. Um, And feel free to laugh, I'll tell you what it is. I taught myself to read when I was five years old. Well, problem with me is every once in a while, when I'm just talking off the cuff... I will exchange dates, kind of like when Spock exchanged passages of time when he was talking with Captain Kirk in Wrath of Khan. Only with me, it's a little bit more amusing. Instead of saying, five years old, I said, fifth grade. (laughs) Oh, I can't tell you how incredibly stupid I felt when I listened to my own podcast. After I linked it to everybody. So, (laughs) uh, to the five loyal listeners out there, I'm a lot smarter than than I claim to have been. Doesn't mean I'm actually smart. Just means I'm smarter than I claim to have been. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the other thing is, is 40 minutes long. And I don't need to go on for 40 minutes. So, special message to Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen. I love you guys. I think you're fantastic. I don't love everything you've done, but that's true with anybody. There is nothing that justifies anti-Semitic attacks on somebody let alone a stupid little idiotic stop-motion animation TV show. Something's bad, something's bad. Sarah, Seth, I'm sorry. Your show was not good. I will do my best to explain why, and in no way am I attacking you guys personally. So, Santa Inc. is not good. Why is Santa Inc. not good? Well, to condense that 40-minute review I gave, three major, major points of order. First point of order is the weird attempts at making Jewish jokes in a Christmas special. It's not funny the way you think it is funny because your jokes actually conflict with each other. On one hand, you have Santa using very Jewish turns of phrase. All right. You really do. Then on the other hand, you have uh, people saying there's never been a Jewish Santa Claus. There's never been a woman uh, doing Santa's job. Okay. Where are you going with that? When you have comedy, you can't be conflicting like that. You guys know this. I don't know why. I don't know why you. I, I got three episodes in the series and I couldn't finish couldn't finish it. 
I don't, I don't know why that is supposedly funny. The other thing is the vast majority of the jokes are just sex jokes. Gross, gross sex jokes. They're not as gross as uh, things like uh, um, that uh, Ben Stiller and, and uh, comedy. Um, something about Mary, I think is what it is. That was just disgusting. Um, or me, myself, and Irene. It, they're maybe not that gross, but they're pretty gross. For instance, um, Sarah Silverman's character has a has a mom. You know, she's a you know Sarah Silverman's character is an elf. She has a mom who's an elf, an old, dried up, washed up, slutty woman who's hateful and spiteful, and she's not funny. You can have characters like that who are funny, but she is not funny. Okay. And uh, like in the middle of a conversation, she suddenly decides to start talking about her genitals. And Sarah Silverman's character says, Mom, we don't need to know about your genitals, right? And you're saying, yeah, I agree. We don't need to know about your mom's genitals. That's basically how the jokes go. They're not jokes. They're statements of fact. They're not outlandish. They're just disgusting. Now, comedy, what the kind of comedy that uh, Santa Inc. is going for is the expected unexpected, right? The problem is expected unexpected only works when it's a tried and true joke, a way to get a punchline. Pie in the face for Marx Brothers. Mo beating up on Curly and Larry for the Three Stooges. You expect a pie in the face to happen at least once in, in most of the Marx Brothers productions. Right? Or at least something of the equivalent value. It's unexpected when it happens. But there's always a setup to the unexpected. And you don't typically see the setup until after it happens. Then when you know about the setup, you still say, that's a masterful setup. Right? Because hindsight's twenty twenty, But when you're in the middle of it, you got the fog or the haze of the, of the joke. Right? Same thing with the Three Stooges. When's Mo going to smack them around? When's he going to grab their nose? When's he going to poke them in the eyes? Oh, look, Larry and Curly put their hand up uh, to prevent Mo from poking them in the eyes. Mo uses two hands. I knew it. Right? But it's always a setup, even if it's a quick setup, to that happening. Instead, what happens is it's just a stream of vulgarity. Like, uh, you know, the mom character just barging in and just saying blah, 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 genitals, blah, blah, blah. And then Sarah Silverman's character says, Mom, we don't need to talk about your genitals. Half a second passes. Everybody forgot about how gross and disgusting that 
line and that response was. When you have a pie in the face, when you poke somebody in the eye, or when you say something unexpected, there's at least a recognition of all the other characters of what's going on. And having Sarah Silverman's character simply say, we don't need to know about that, is not recognition of a joke, or something odd, or something unexpected. It's just her saying what every single fucking person is saying at the same time. Well, we didn't need to know about that. No, it's not funny. And that's one-third of the comedy in the show. Unfunny stream of consciousness. Another example is Santa dropping the F-bomb. Okay. Well, Kevin, you just don't want to have Santa being rough. No, no, I... My favorite, my favorite movies and TV shows with a bad Santa-like character. I haven't seen Bad Santa yet, but I know that it's, it was pretty popular when it came out. Like uh, Futurama, the evil Santa robot. He's just fucking evil. He, he's murderous. He murders everybody except for one person. And uh, was it? Is it Zoidberg who gets the present from Santa? I think it might actually be Zoidberg. I can't remember. Oh God, I gotta watch this again. I gotta watch all the Futurama Christmas specials. It's been way too long. I fucking love them. Uh, American Dad had this like pseudo evil Santa. It's really funny. Uh, or you have um, uh, the Santa, the abusive Santa from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, right? You, you're feeling sorry for Santa, and everything is going bad with him. Everything is going bad. And then you find out he's not really a good guy after all. <laughs> he's really abusive toward the elves, you know? And uh, I just can't, I can't forget that one scene. Oh, it was, it was some NASCAR guy was involved in that episode, special guest star. And he finds out that the elves are really good at being really fast at fixing things. And he says, uh, it's something about replacing his pit crew. And he says, how much does Santa pay you? And the elf says... Oh, well, we get one candy cane. And the uh, NASCAR guy says, Okay, I'll pay you two candy canes. And the elf responds with, Two candy canes! Two is far greater than one. We'll take it. And it's just really funny. It's also really depressing because the elves represent the worker class. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, for all of their amateurish humor, they always made some sort of statement before blowing everything to hell, right? And you're laughing with the elf because, yeah, that's how I feel like. I'm only getting one candy cane and I would kill for two, but dear God, the rich people are getting like 80 million candy canes a day. What the hell is up with that? Right? Not in this show. The statement is come and gone in the first minute. In the first minute. And it's followed by just a stream of vulgarity. You know? And, you know, Santa being vulgar. The only time I really have problems with it is when it serves no purpose. Or when it directly insults or causes problems for kids.
and um, like I'm sure you can find uh, something that I said on uh, on uh, uh, a previous podcast that I still am hoping and begging that Warner Brothers at some time will someday will see the light and reshoot those Santa scenes or somehow keyframe them out where Santa is using uh, you know pulling a dead zone using a kid as a body shield and then dropping the f-bomb at the end of the Shazam movie this is a kids movie right that's when I say no to that uh, having a vulgar Santa funny when appropriate you know funny when appropriate vulgarity without a purpose is not funny that's not comedy that's just vulgarity now you're trying to be shocking you know I don't know if that's the case are you trying to be shocking that was done with Jay and Silent Bob Jay and Silent Bob first two minutes Jay is just saying the F word it's kind of funny it's sort of shocking but you're looking at it you're saying yeah okay that's Jay's character it's a joke that works once once you see that it's no longer funny George Carlin's uh, seven words or whatever it is uh, is it seven I think it's seven George Carlin's words you can't say on TV that wasn't a comedy routine that was an observation routine and it only works once you rewatch it it's not that funny the second time around because you realize he wasn't making a joke Santa just swearing dropping f-bombs abusing people making really horrible jokes about a person's jobs and saying just kidding and then actually carrying through with those threats. That's not funny. That's an abusive boss. There's no fucking punchline there. So those are, the, you know, the real primary issues. And then there's something else. And this something else is really, really fucking terrible. And I didn't really see it at first. And I wait, waited and I looked around at some reviews. And I noticed it wasn't just me. You know, every once in a while, think about uh, pointing out things like racism or abusive language, oppressive language. It's really easy to mistake a joke that's off-kilter with racism or oppressive language. Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. That's a solid joke. You know, the uh, word association game. But it only fits for the era. It only fits for the era uh, you know, a lot of people who are, are too young now to know that era. I, was li I, I wasn't even born yet when they ran that. 
I just know about the era because part of that era went into the 80s. Inappropriate entrance questions during an interview were used to run potential employees out. Really difficult to prove, really difficult to go after. Even today, some of that shit goes on. You know, my, my mom has been subjected to some really terrible ageism issues. And that doesn't even begin to touch racism issues. So I can see what's happened with my mom, and then I know what's happened with people who are not white. And I think, I know it's 10 to 100 to 1,000 times worse, depending on where you are in the country. And it's pretty fucking bad what happened to mom. And I know it's much worse. So Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor had a purpose of existence. But people watching it out of context will say, that white man said the N-word. And they'll say, that's not funny. He's a racist. They won't understand the context. They won't understand the point being made. So I know that there's an issue where people who use race or racism as a comedic tool can sometimes fall flat. Well, I have no idea what the hell they were going for or you guys were going for with Santa Inc. But Tim Meadows' character, the black guy, it's not funny when Santa starts saying racial things about Tim Meadows' character. And he does. And they even mention it in the, in the second episode? Or th is it third episode? Begin a third episode? I think it's the second episode. Sarah Silverman's character remarks about Santa being racist. So it wasn't just my imagination, right? The problem is... The, it's, it's not funny. It's more like... Yeah, the, there's no social commentary being made here. Santa's just being really racist about a character who just stabbed everybody in the back, potentially embezzled millions of dollars, and kept giving himself employee of the month. So they validate Santa's racism by actually making Tim Meadows' character a pretty bad character. And to top it off, all of the reindeer, quote, act like they're black, end quote. At first I thought I was imagining this shit. No, the reindeer are black and everyone else is white. That's not okay. The show is not okay to do that. It is not funny. The only time these jokes can be funny is if you're high as a fucking kite. In fact, the episodes, the, there's so much rapid-fired stream of whatever crap is coming out of their mouth, 
uh, in between plot points that nothing they say has a bearing on the next plot point they travel to because everything they say is, or everything that could be said is coming out of their mouth when they go from one plot point to another. I think that, you know, and, and if Sarah Silverman or Seth Rogen are listening to this podcast, hopefully this redone version, not the original one, were you guys going for something like Archer where they start talking about random nonsense in the middle of a gun battle? If so, you need to understand something. In Archer... They take their fucking time with a joke, and they build it up from point A to point B. Beginning of the episode, end of the episode. There is no, not one wasted sentence in Archer. Not one. Now, if you want to challenge me on that, we'll go through and examine all of the Archer uh, uh, scripts, and I will do that with you. You don't want to, though, because I'm a nobody, and it'd be wasting your time. And who is a nobody to criticize you on your job? Because you guys normally do a great fucking job. So I don't think that you would want to do that. I'm just putting out the offer in case you want to. There isn't one wasted sentence in an Archer script. Every single sentence combines into one path toward the end. Even the ones that seem to be throwaways. They might surprise you and all of a sudden that throwaway sentence from three minutes in is part of the conclusion in minute 24. Or, you know, it's like, what the fuck? I didn't see that coming. I should have seen that coming. That's why Archer has now gone on for 13 fucking years. This show is nothing but wasted sentences that combine into nothing. There's no accumulation. There's no, uh, I wish they wouldn't have said that moment. But half the time they're speaking, I'm saying, I wish I wouldn't have heard that. Now, I did chuckle twice the first episode I might have chuck uh, I thought something in the third uh, in the second episode was a little amusing I thought well that's kind of amusing that would have been an interesting idea had they decided to run with it but it was a toss away that's why the show isn't funny it's gross has, has rapid-fire commentary. And you know what? You know what the difference is between rapid-fire jokes and something that's actually funny? Now, I'm going to do my best Rodney Dangerfield impression. It's probably not going to be funny. It'd be better if you just watch Rodney Dangerfield on YouTube. So, for those who don't know who Rodney Dangerfield is, let me give you a joke. Hey! You know, my, it's all right if you hate me. You know, my whole family hated me. Yeah, you know how much my parents hated me? When I was three years old, they put me on posters all over town for birth control. You know what my first bathtub toys were? They were a toaster and a hairdryer. My uncle, my uncle even hated me. Oh, God, my uncle. His last wish was that I sit on his lap. He was in the electric chair. And my wife... <laughs> Uh, I'd say one nice thing about my wife. We had 20 wonderful years and then we met each other. 
No respect. Right? I'm actually a little bit slower than Rodney. I'm kind of tired right now. Those are the types of jokes that are rapid fire. Each joke leads into another. Rodney was a master. He talks about his parents hating him. <laughs> he talks about them wanting, wanting to get rid of him as a child. He, you know, sometimes when I, when I tell the jokes to, uh, to my customers, I say that my parents tried a late-term abortion on me. They gave me a, a hairdryer and a toaster for bathtub toys. <laughs> i got to be careful when I say that, though. <laughs> um, but the parents tried to kill him. Then even the uncle tried to kill him. He was on death row. And his wife, he can't catch a break. The only, the only time that his, he and his wife had a, had a wonderful moment was before they met each other. Every single thing in, in his fictitious life, that, that those rapid-fire jokes tell a story. And every, every one leads to the other. Parents to uncle to wife. His intimate family, his extended family, and the family he marries into. Everyone who runs into him hates him. How could you hate this man? He makes you laugh. So you feel pity for him. These characters don't make you feel pity for them. They don't. So when they say something gross, there's no follow-up. There's no connection to the story. It evades the plot. Instead of being the plot, like Rodney's jokes are the plot, they have nothing to do with the plot. I better stop this here. 25 minutes in. It may sound like I'm really raking Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman over the coals. Um, oh, there is one thing I don't think I said. I don't mention. I don't think I mentioned uh, Santa Claus. The the Jewish jokes, the misplaced Jewish jokes. And if I did say, it, I'm going to repeat it for emphasis. Um, Jesus was a Jew. The monk slash bishop, Saint Nicholas, or Nicholas, you know, whatever his. You know, they've, the Catholic Church calls him Nicholas. Uh, I actually think he had a different name, but I may be wrong. You know, like his original name was different. Um, he was, uh, was it, third century? Third century was still when, during a period when uh, the Christians and the Jews basically had the same practices. That's before the Fourth Council of Nicaea. Right. Supposedly, this guy was part of the first council of Nicaea, I think. Maybe it was the second. You see, either the first or second. So they were still mostly Jewish. Christians were mostly Jewish because Jesus was a reformer. He was a Jewish reformer. He was a good rabbi doctor. He was a good rabbi doctor. What woman wouldn't want to marry him? Right? That's a good joke. It's also true. You know, you could counter that joke with, a woman would want to walk with her husband into the lep colony of lepers. Right? What woman wants to point at, at, at her man and say, honey, I don't think that's supposed to be falling off your body. <laughs> but then again, he's Jesus. Those are some very sacrilegious jokes I just told. Um, but 
Jesus was a Jewish rabbi doctor. He went in to heal the sick. He preached for reform. He was a hippie. He wore sandals. He may have actually worn socks with his sandals. And they did that back then. And he whipped bankers. And you know, I don't, you know, if, if people accuse me of being Christian, well, that's the type of Jesus I, I side with. <laughs> Whipping the bankers, helping people who are sick, helping God's creatures, right? That's the Jesus that's in my mind. And he's also Jewish. Does that make me Jewish? I don't know. I don't think so. And I'm not Christian by what a lot of people's standards are. I go out and I help people. I got a menorah, got a Christmas tree. I also celebrate Saturnalia. And any other any other holiday I can celebrate. I like to think of myself as an all-around Roman. <laughs> um, a little bit of a joke there. Anyway, uh, well, 30 minutes into it, I better stop. Uh, so my point is, they make the jokes um, saying Santa was never a Jew. Well, the original guy actually kind of was. And then they have Santa making, uh, is making Jewish statements. And then they say, there's never been a Jewish Santa. And there's a lot of confusion in where the jokes just collide with each other. So that makes them not really funny. You know, I don't... Well, I tried to be as quick as I possibly could. So I'm just going to end it here. And uh, I have real problems with this show. It is not funny. I don't think it's 3% bad. I've seen 3% bad before. I've seen 0% bad before. This is not that bad. I think this is like, uh, if, you're going to, if I was going to grade it on a scale of 100, I'd say 30, 35%. Failing grade. Not the worst thing. I could actually get through the first two episodes. I stopped on the third. But that's the problem. That's the problem with the show. There's racism. There are weird religious jokes that do not make sense to anybody who knows anything about religion. Uh, there's weird, abusive character in Santa, which doesn't make sense given the type of character. I know what they're going for, but it doesn't... Something just doesn't work right. Uh, then there is... Uh, God, that... Just the way they mishandle the rapid fire. It's just bad. Uh, it's just... It's not a good show. Uh, Seth, Sarah, I'm sorry. Uh, there's nothing to justify the anti-Semitic hate against you guys. Uh, you're, that doesn't mean your show was good. I love you both. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you take care. I hope the next project you do is a lot better. Sarah, I love Wreck-It Ralph. Please do a third one. I hope they do a third one. I freaking love Wreck-It Ralph. Anyway, um, Seth, I, I know you, you said never again with the Green Hornet, but I really fucking love the Green Hornet. That was a goddamn cool script. I loved it. And maybe I'm one of the only fans that you have Green Hornet but I loved it uh, I love the interview I, I don't know uh, just this this is not a good show you guys take care love you all love everybody bye